I think I might have the best deal you've ever heard in your life. Contact Emily at Emily at Pixie Dust Potions to get started planning your dream vacation. And if you mention us, Cast Conversations, you'll get a free gift card with your stay. Now, Emily isn't a typical travel agent. She's going to do a lot more. She goes above and beyond. By booking with her, you'll receive customized vacation tailoring to you and your family's budgets and interests. She'll be a go-to person to ask questions and receive accurate up-to-date information. She'll do dining booking. She'll give you personal recommendations and tips and tricks to help make the most of your time. She'll give you money-saving exclusive deals that are only available for her guests. Full concierge service to plan your day-to-day and her personal phone number, and she's on call if any emergencies arise. Now, we all know some travelers might enjoy planning themselves, and that's okay. She can be as hands-on or as hands-off as you would like, and her flexibility and expertise will help you have the most wonderful vacation. If you'd like to check her out, she's on Instagram at at MidwestMagic. It's at Midwest.Magic. And then you can contact Emily at Emily at PixieDustPotions.com. And again, if you mention Cast Conversations, you'll get a free gift card with your stay. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cast Conversations. We are well over 200 episodes now. Um, Thank God for your ears. Uh, It is just me and Jesse today, no Phil. Um, It's a lucky day for the listeners. Um... <laughs> um, with us, we also have uh, Kate. Uh, Kate, thank you for joining us today on this beautiful evening. It's my pleasure to be here with you guys. So we were talking a little bit before the episode. Um, you you just finished a CP. Yes. What did you do? I um, I didn't complete my CP. I ended up leaving about maybe halfway, a little less than halfway through, I was quick service at Regal Eagle in the American Pavilion. Mm. Yeah, Regal Eagle seems like a good time. It was definitely an interesting experience. I did meet a lot of great people, though. That's good. But so, I definitely prefer hosting to quick service. Right. So, yeah, can you can you walk us through the uh, just like the transition, what the new job is like? What are you doing? So, uh, for a host... Um, I don't. I do not call it a seater just because the seater role with Disney, uh, typically, it's just moving guests to the table. Uh, you're not in charge of the host stand. Um, with my role, we're the ones assigning where the guests will be seating, how many tables the servers will be receiving at a time. Um, we do seat them at their tables as well, but we're going through the system of a la carte. We're marking guests as arrive. We're marking them as no shows if they don't come. So unfortunately, at the end of the night, you do get charged. Uh, it's $10 per person in the party that doesn't show. So we can only do up to a party of six at my restaurant because we're on the smaller side. We have about 29 tables total. Mm. And most of them are tables of four and two. We only have four tables that can six oh, that wow. can actually fit a party of six. That's crazy. So it's crazy, especially because what happens a lot is those bigger parties will make multiple reservations at the same time time yeah so by disney logic if they do that uh, if you have two reservations with maybe a party of six and a party of four so that'll be a party of 10 in total and they reserve at the exact same time so let's say they both have a 5 10 reservation we're supposed to get them together if possible but because we're so small that's where it gets to play in these logistics of do i have two tables next to each other that can fit the size that i can push together that are in the same server section yeah most of the time we don't um, so then it's kind of having to explain to the guests, either if you folks want to wait, hopefully we'll be able to get you guys in together or 
we're unfortunately gonna have to separate your party. And of course, they're always they're always not happy with that. Yeah, especially because a lot of the bigger restaurants in Disney can accompany these right. huge parties, but we just we don't have that ability. Right. That's and so crazy that they like built this so small because like they did just build it. it. Wasn't something that they just like made into a restaurant, and right. they just like made that decision to make it that small. <laughs> That's so crazy. We're the largest creperie in the entire world. But yet, oh, well, maybe that's really? why. <laughs> still one of the smallest restaurants on Disney property. That's that's actually crazy. Largest in the world. It is, like, do you need small? That's so weird. What about crepes? Is it that the buildings are so small? Like, can they not serve a lot of crepes? I don't, that's so strange. <laughs> I know our crepes no are made... Crepe we make them with the buckwheat, which is how the French make them. So it's not like if you go to like your local creperie back home, uh, you probably have like the Nutella with the strawberries and all that jazz. Right. So like we have salmon crepes. Uh, that's my personal favorite. I absolutely love the salmon. Or one that's really popular among the guests is we have a ratatouille crepe. Mm. So, mm -hmm. but the issue is a lot of guests come in making a reservation, wanting to order the ratatouille, not realizing we're a creperie. So then when they realize it's a ratatouille crepe, uh, usually they end up canceling that reservation pretty quickly. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Do um, people ever so call them crepes? All the time. Yeah. I hear craps a lot as well. Can I, I get a crap? Is that what they say? Yep. <laughs> really? That's funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order that. That's really funny. Or what happens a lot is also you'll have some guests that are actually from France or that speak French fluently, mm. and they'll come in just talking completely in French, which firstly, I don't speak French. We do have some Americans <laughs> who are French, mm. but overall, because the internationals aren't fully back, we have a lot of American cast members. Yeah. yeah. A lot of my cast members can speak Spanish as well, but French, I have maybe two leaders and one of my servers that I can grab quickly and be like, talk to me again. <laughs> I have no idea how to respond to them. <laughs> no <Yeah>. Frances. <laughs> Chef de France, our other restaurant, still has a ton of French cast members because many of them, and a lot of Moroccan cast members as well, um, when the lockdown occurred, they already had res residency here in Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you go to Chef de France, you will most likely have a French server. But yeah. the creperie, it's probably going to be an American. Yeah, that's exciting that they are slowly getting the chance now to come back. We're excited sure. to have them back. Oh, yeah. I that's bet. for sure. Yeah. So you said that you like moved like halfway through your CP. Um, do you want to like tell us about that process? Because I know that must have been like right when the creperie was opening, right? Like right around that time. So I was on the opening team for the creperie. Wow, um, that's so cool. cool. We got like these cute little buttons that said like opening team that we were allowed to wear oh. in our costume. Uh, just the first day though, after that, they were like, okay, you have to put those away now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I joined when they had the pass holder uh, preview. So it was all the pass holder in DVC. I wasn't there when the cast members were because at the time was uh, still in the college program. Um, so the France Pavilion, that is JBI, we are third party, which third party honestly gets all the same benefits as first party. The only thing I really don't have access to is the hub. I still get that free park access. I get the... Um, self-admission pass that the CPs get. I get the 40% off discount you guys get. I get the hotel discount. I just have to call the number. I still get Chippendales to bring guests in. So for me, I didn't really lose much. If anything, I gained because 
CPs, you make $13 an hour. I'm not making $15 an hour. Full time. Oh, <laughs> it's We nice actually to know. were $15 an hour before Disney jumped their um, prices, well, their pay to cast members Wow. to $15. So I was getting that in September, and the full Dang. time cast members didn't actually get that till late October, November. That's nice. Really? So that was very much helpful going in. And like, you still, we don't have a union, but like, we still have insurance and things. And It's good enough because it's a small enough company that we don't necessarily need a union because they still protect our rights. Right. Whereas with Disney, when you have 60,000 cast members, yes, I would hope you have a union for them. Yeah, Yeah. for real. The Disney Union's really good too. Oh, yeah. So now being going from Regal Eagle to I'm just gonna call it the the crepe place, Yeah. um <laughs> what's been the biggest challenge for maybe like adapting or just like finding your new self within this role? I think what was interesting about, I mean, not necessarily Regal because Regal didn't have a ton of CPs, um, but a lot of my cast members at La Crepity are not college students. Uh, a lot of them are later 20s, 30s, and older. So I'm definitely one of the youngest there. Unless I work with the quick service kids, then they are typically my age. Yeah. But even then, like the quick service, in France is very different from that at Regal. So every once in a while, Yeah. they're like, okay, you quick service experience, help us close um, some of the quick service locations here. And I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing <laughs> because uh, the way they do it's just very different. For example, the bakery, you have to make bakery boxes. And I have no idea. The other day at the restaurant, we were out of to-go boxes. So they gave us all the bakery boxes and they were like, make these. And I was like, I'm just gonna stand here at my host stand and let the servers take care of that. <laughs> wow and and funny the france pavilion's huge too yeah yes i think we're the biggest pavilion now it's very really yeah i didn't know that morocco is up there um now with our extension we're one of the bigger ones i thought canada is surprisingly big canada's really big because everyone forgets about that back part with the waterfall and mm-hmm now they have the show back which is nice instead of making it just a festival booth <laughs> Oh, they Yeah. have a show back? Mm -hmm. Oh, Uh, wow. it's not all the time, but I know the show is back there. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't even know they had that whole back area with the tree. I just found that out in this first uh, this program I went on. Yeah. That was my first time going back there. That's The cool. one thing I never understand about the Canada Pavilion is why is there <laughs> one of the British telephone booths? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Every time that confuses me. I'm like... I'm wondering, like, if they have, like, telephone booths in, like, Quebec, maybe, or, like, Montreal, like, the European cities, but I don't, Right. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe one I of you knows better, but I think on my tour of Epcot, they said that, like, the Epcot Pavilion represents, like, six areas within Canada. Is that true? Or is it six or seven? The pavilion itself? Yeah, like, it has representation of, like, six or seven key parts of Canada. Oh. Um, That can make so, like, sense. you can see the six or seven different cities Yeah. within the pavilion, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that kind of makes sense because I feel like there's some like nods to like the like northern parts that are still a lot of like like native people, and then there's also like the architecture from like the French side, and then the waterfall is like Western Canada. I don't Yeah. know. Does that make The sense? Canada Pavilion is really sick. Do you have a favorite pavilion? I feel like I'm biased because I have to say France, but if it's not France, I do really like the Moroccan Pavilion. 
I, yeah. I'm Middle Eastern, so but what I wish more than anything is after Disney bought the pavilion, a lot of the food really isn't that authentic anymore to my culture. Really? Whereas before, when it was third party owned, the food was top notch. It was yeah. spot on. It tasted just like my shadu, uh, which is grandpa in Arabic. Like he had homemade everything. That's crazy. And now when I eat the food there, I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. That's such a letdown. I know a lot of the Moroccan cast members uh, in France tell me about like local places to go to because they're like, no, don't eat at the Moroccan. <laughs> yeah. Go to Falafel King, go to this place. They, So I do that if I want to get Arabic food. Just because the Moroccan pavilion doesn't happen. I kinda, the architecture's pretty, so. Yeah. But what happened, like, I was kind of confused because I went to Epcot, like, recently. And obviously, like, I don't work there, so I don't go there all the time. But the shop, what used to be the shop, is now, like, the restaurant. I'm so confused by that. Like, there was tables there. And, but it looks like they converted that into the quick service restaurant. So I'm kind of confused. Do you guys know about that? To my knowledge, I have a little bit of knowledge because um, the American leaders are the ones that took over Morocco. Yeah. Third party, uh, when I went first party. They said that there were some issues with the uh, Moroccan embassy during COVID getting down to be able to do the repairs to the pavilion. So that's why Disney bought it out from them. Yeah. Uh, I know the really nice restaurant in the back right now is like just a seating area for guests. Oh, okay. Uh, that was the one that used to have the belly dancers and do all the fancy stuff. Mm, yeah. Okay. The little shop in the front, uh, it's been closed for a while. It's next to the spice row table. That's supposed to be opening really soon, I believe in February. Ooh, exciting. Um, and then I think that's going to be more of a lot of Aladdin and Jasmine merchandise. A lot of it's, there was a lot, it was still under construction for a while, a lot of the pavilions. I remember I would walk yeah. by and I found in the middle would have the construction walls around it but i know those are gone now so i think it just i think disney's just trying to refix the pavilion just because okay, yeah during covid morocco wasn't able to do it themselves so just that's interesting like, i didn't yeah. know like Mor they were in charge of the pavilion like i knew that those like restaurants were third party but i didn't realize like the embassies were actually in charge of like taking care of their pavilions which is kind of cool I don't know if that was for every pavilion. I just know Morocco was that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I know that if you do go into Morocco every once in a while, you might see someone in the Regal Eagle costume actually working quick service. There. Yeah. <laughs> once in a blue moon, if they were short-staffed over huh. there, they would throw someone from Regal over there. That's Regal. So that's always funny because um, we had the Moroccan and then we also had Italy cart for ODV, which surprisingly not located in Italy. It's actually between <laughs> Morocco and Japan. Oh, so you would see the American costume in a lot of very strange locations. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> so when I when I was at festivals, everyone would talk about the Regal Eagle macaroni. People would on their break change shirts <laughs> to go get the Regal Eagle macaroni. What's so good about this Regal Eagle macaroni that's driving people crazy? It's honestly just really good. I mean, really? I was I never had it. so I didn't work in the kitchen. So I really don't know how it was made. But I will, I'll admit it, Regal you got some pretty good food. Is Even it just your typical legs. Disney quick service? Like, it's just got the, the the nuggets, the burgers? No nuggets. We actually don't have any chicken nuggets at Regal Really? Eagle. It was mainly, it's barbecue. So the premise okay. for Regal Eagle uh, is that Sam Eagle is having a barbecue, and he's inviting all of his little Muppet friends. Okay. And they each are bringing a different style of barbecue. So if you look at the map, there's like a Kentucky style. There's like Louisiana style. Um. 
it's just burgers mainly <laughs> the macaroni was really good uh the dessert i like the banana pudding that was really good i had that before uh they had like house-made pickles which were also really good wow we had a oh big i love common a pickle barbecue bar i again i didn't work inside the restaurant ever i was at fife and drum block and hans and italy card so i was Okay. outside uh so what i did is i was the lucky one that help, uh, got to help roll the turkey legs and get yelled at by guests when we would sell out of them at Oh my gosh. nine o'clock at night. <laughs> That's Dude, funny. speaking of turkey legs, the amount of people at Animal Kingdom that would come up to me and be like, where do I get one of the uh, chicken legs? And I was like, what? They're like, <laughs> one of the, the big chicken legs. I'm like, the turkey leg? They're like, yeah. I'm like, uh, bad news. <laughs> bad news for you. <laughs> the only two parks that have it, I think, it's Liberty Square in Magic Kingdom and then Regal Eagle in Epcot. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, the ones in Liberty Square are a lot cheaper than the ones at Regal. Really? The ones at Liberty Square are uh, $12 with change, and then Regal was $13.25, I believe. That's Oh, interesting. And I remember I would always That's weird. walk by the sign at Magic Kingdom on my days off and be like, why is theirs so much cheaper than ours? But Yeah. Do y'all like the I don't chicken know. or the turkey leg? I tried it. It's very, it is very good, but it is so fattening. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. These are huge. I, I can't eat one of my own. I have to share it with someone. I like saw how many calories were in a turkey leg and I won't say it because like, I don't want to ruin it for anyone Don't but like do that. I just I would rather spend my calories in a different way than like a big hunk of meat like this <laughs> and like Oh, jeez. it, you make it gets you so full so you can't eat other food and I don't know not my go-to thing to get but It's more than a Big Mac, that's it's all just I'll say. me oh yeah it's a lot it's a lot which nothing's wrong with that I just like I'd rather get me some Dole Whip than eat a huge turkey leg. Um. <laughs> I feel like moving from Regal Eels of La Creperie de Paris, uh, I used to joke with my friends and went, yep, I go from selling like beer and turkey legs every day to now selling like crepes and bread Yeah. and fruit and everything sweet because everyone always comes in complimenting about how uh, good the creperie Oh, smells. I bet. Oh, And man, I can I promise believe that. uh, working at Fife and Drum, the little block in particular that was the one that sold the turkey legs, it did not smell good. That turkey leg stench, it would just get on you and Yeah. <laughs> oh my you gosh. would bring it home with shower you. almost Yep. every night. Oh yeah. Come home smelling like a turkey leg. Ah! <laughs> so, okay, kind of to like wrap up, last question um, before we get into our Disney questions. What is your favorite thing to order or to get from Regal Eagle and your favorite crepe to get from the creperie? And do like a entree crepe and a dessert crepe because I'm interested. <laughs> So Regal Eagle, uh, they had a barbecue burger that was really good. Um, it was like the American burger. It had the burgers at Regal. It's not like your typical like burger bun bread. It's more like just sandwich bread, which was nice. Okay, Um, yeah. but I remember this one had like a Funyun on top and had like a little American flag in it. <laughs> Oh my Which god, is so American, a Funyun. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, so not funny. a Funyun, an onion ring, but close Onion enough. ring. Onion Okay, ring. that's a little better. <laughs> Just a single Great Funyun. involvement there. Not a fun onion ring. Um, but then at the creperie, so for meals, I really like the ratatouille and the salmon. Uh, the salmon's Okay. probably my favorite. That sounds super good. I'm going to have to try that. The salmon is so, so good. And then for dessert, I really like the melba, which is like our mixed berry one. So it's peaches, uh, mixed berries, almonds, then like a strawberry sauce on top. But Dang, it is so, that so sounds good. good. That sounds really good. I'd say the only one that a lot of guests seem to not be a huge fan of, and personally, I'm not the biggest fan of, is our 
caramel apple one because the caramel is a bitter caramel because oh. it's a French caramel. So it's not sweet. And a lot of guests don't realize that until after they order it, yeah, take a bite, and they're like, yep, I don't like this. That's kind of oh, like how wow. with wine, like I, um, French wine um, and Italian wine is very different than like American California wine because ours is so much yeah. sweeter than theirs. Yeah. So. We also sell a French beer at a restaurant, which is a 1664. Mm -hmm. And you get a lot of people asking questions about that. They're like, oh, what American beer is it like? And you're like, well, it's kind of like a lager. And they're like, a lager? It's French. And you're like, I, if you want Sam Adams, go to America. They apply. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, all right. Any, any last little things before we go to our classic Disney questions? No, I don't think so. All right. Uh, in no order, your top three Disney movies. Oh, oh, this will be in order. Um, <laughs> I love it. I'm stuck in Notre Dame is my absolute favorite Disney movie. Oh, so really? Really ironic. Wow. Moving to the France Pavilion. Uh, especially, I love Harmonious when they have the hunchback moment without there. And it's the duet yeah. with, um, mm. in French and English. And yeah, they do I the like harmony. Yeah, I melt absolutely every time. Yeah. And then my second favorite is Hercules. <laughs> okay. And then third favorite, I'm going to have a tie with this. Uh, I really do love Aladdin and Princess and the Frog. Ooh, that's a tough tie. And then Mulan kind of could be like a three-way tie with them, to be honest. I feel like so like the top five, but the I could Classic Disney movies. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know them. I'm going to oh, be okay. honest, Jeremy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. The movies, your favorite Disney uh, album Oh, God. Oof. Can I do the Broadway version? Sure. Hunchback, again, Hunchback. Um, but they have the off-Broadway version because it never went on stage, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, well, never was moved. But the album is absolutely gorgeous. Steven Swartz and Alan Meekin is just a perfect combination. A lot of the songs are very emotional, but they have just... The singers carry themselves very well, and they have these very deep and fulfilling voices. They really yeah. do. They really do. It gives me do. goosebumps every time. I absolutely love that album. Your favorite Disney character? Hmm. You can't give me just one with these questions. There are too many. <laughs> um, if we're doing like humans, then Esmeralda <laughs> and Megra. Uh, and then <laughs> if we're doing animals, then Marine Stitch. Stitch, yes. I love nice. Stitch. No one ever says Stitch. Yeah, no one does ever say Stitch. <laughs> I love Stitch. Yeah. I think we love because we have the TV series. Yeah. I, I just, Stitch. I like, in my head, I love Stitch so much that, like, I just assume every single person would answer that they like Stitch the most. And then I started, like, listening to the episodes and no one said it. I was like, um... <laughs> what he's so cute he's adorable uh your favorite disney hotel or resort Ooh, this one only recently became my favorite one after i went to it i just fell in love with it uh the wilderness lodge is actually yes. absolutely gorgeous 100 percent. i would love so to stay cool. there at some point yeah and then I'm gonna be honest i'm not sure if this is actually a question that we ask or phil and i <laughs> joked about it um but i'm gonna ask it anyway your yeah. favorite Disney bathroom? Ooh. You know, I mean, I feel like the classic out on the outside, everyone loves the Tangled restroom. Of course. Mm -hmm. 
Skipper Canteen, I remember I went there recently. They had a pretty cool bathroom. Really? I don't remember what it was, but there was something about their bathroom. I was like, okay, I respect this. Interesting. <laughs> I respect your bathroom. <laughs> I'll have to give them a little, I'll pay them a little visit. I will admit the France Pavilion, we do not have any special bathrooms. Neither did America, so. It's, it's very clean, though. They, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, very I would clean. hope so, especially because now we have a million and a half guests constantly going around a team. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens a lot of the time in particular is the bathroom line is so bad for the one for ratatouille that the guests will actually come into the restaurant and be like hey can we use your bathroom oh really <laughs> all the time guests come in just to use the bathroom, bathroom scandal. Like, That's that actually but people used to love that bathroom because like that was like the closest you could get to the ratatouille ride right yeah. like if you would go to that bathroom just to be in like the new france area even though it was literally a toilet <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant is now the closest bathroom to the ride so because of that what ends up happening a lot if guests are in line they don't want to go all the way across to the other bathroom so that's why yeah. we'll jump ours but our issue is we only technically have four bathrooms uh two women two men but they're single stalls single rooms hmm. so because oh. of that that gets to be a line and cast yeah. actually has to use those bathrooms because they don't have a bathroom for us backstage so I always feel awkward when I'm in yeah. the bathroom and there's a guest waiting right there and they're like, what you doing? And you're like, it's me. That's how Animal Kingdom is. You're just, you're, you're told to go to the bathroom on stage. And really? So like it's That's super interesting. weird. It's like really weird. It feels awkward, but it comes to a point where you're just like, all right. Yeah. You know what? I, I got... have to go to the bathroom. I can't walk far. Yep. <laughs> I will. I think with that. No, kinda... wait, you forgot. Okay, I know when you Did forgot I? because oh, I feel like I it's an iconic question. Your favorite uh, line cue. <laughs> that's yeah. Line cue. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. It's your question. <laughs> 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 so Ratatouille does have a really cute line cue. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. Um, I feel like Frozen is a classic line cue. I know one that's really popular with everyone, but I've never actually been in the line queue for is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I've oh, only really? ever um, I've only ever gas passed it or back when Genie Plus wasn't a thing and like cast members could let their friends in. I had a bunch of friends yeah. that there. So they'd always let me go in. So I've heard from everyone that's a really great line queue, but I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And then Winnie the Pooh. I really like that one. I feel like that one's the most fun to like you have things to play with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With all the little iPad kids touching. Yeah. Honestly, though, I feel like Seven Dwarves is, like, cool. But, like, now, like, after COVID, it's cool because it's so interactive. But now it's, like, gross because it's so interactive because you have all the kids, like, spinning things. And before it was, like, whoa, like, it's making, like, images. And now I'm just, like, those kids need sanitizer, like, yeah, pronto. Like <laughs> <laughs> nah, I feel that hardcore. Yeah. It's so funny. Um. Okay, before I wrap it up, did I miss anything? I don't think so. Okay, Ooh, I go. don't think so. <laughs> I guess you would know honestly better than I would. Um, well, Kate, this has been this has been a lot of fun. Um, I had a good time. I hope uh, the listeners, y'all enjoyed hearing her story. Um, good luck to you at the crap store. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, no, the the can you can you say the name for us one more time? La Creperie de Paris. But I will admit, uh, if you check the Yelp reviews, uh, people do call it La Creperie de Paris. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it's an awesome place. Go check it out. Yelp. Everyone loves it. I only hear good things. So 
Um, if, you, if you see Kate, say hi. Tell her you loved the episode. Uh, if you didn't love the episode, don't tell her that. Because that'd be mean. Um, all right, y'all. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you all later. Goodbye.